This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackled blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Jay. And on today's episode, this is episode six, we're going to discuss our new debt strategy. Um, and so if you listen to our podcast, you've heard so far um, what brought us to our debt-free journey, uh, where we're at today in terms of debt, and you know how we've come together to blend our finances. And so today we're going to get into some details about how exactly we're going to go about tackling our current debt, which is around uh, half a million dollars worth of debt. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Jay, you have the numbers. You want to uh, break down what we have? Yeah, and we've been preaching the debt-free lifestyle, and we talked about how we followed the Dave Ramsey plan um, going on three years now. But unfortunately, we, we did fall. We did retreat back and were able to accumulate some more debt um currently our debt sits at five hundred thousand dollars half a million people uh, my voice even cracks every time i say five hundred thousand dollars does it make you emotional why is your voice cracking no not emotional not at all (laughs) um the uh the breakdown of that debt is a one personal loan um for about seventy thousand credit cards for a hundred oh no how many personal loans two personal two personal loans about seventy thousand um, credit cards for a hundred thousand, uh, student loan debt. Um, we got hard, one hard money loan that is uh, for the current renovation that we just completed. Um, if you go to our Instagram, you'll be able to see see what that looked like. And uh, rental property mortgages uh, for a nice round number of two hundred thirty nine thousand dollars. And the student loans at uh, twenty four thousand. And that hard money loans at sixty five thousand. Um, so Jay, can you kind of briefly discuss what's a hard money loan? So the hard money loan is uh, essentially a, a private loan, a private money loan from a, a lender. Um, but the way this uh, company does it is that it's a line of credit. So that line of credit is open for the rest of our lives, as far as if we ever want to invest in real estate again. But that hard money loan needs to be paid back in a shorter term. So it's not like a bank loan where um, you have 30 years to pay it off. This one, we have 10 months to pay it off. So what you do is after you you obtain their money, you um, you refinance the home. Excuse me, you rehab the home. You turn you to turn around and either refinance it or you need to um, sell, it sell the home quickly. So we are at our five-month mark. Um, and this house needs to sell or we need to re- refinance this loan by um end of may and these are common for people who are flippers who a you don't want to spend your money and you're fairly confident in your ability to refinance or not refinance but rehab and renovate the home um in that short period of time so a lot of people may refer to the burr method which is you know essentially you buy you renovate uh refinance and rent buy rehab refinance rent repeat repeat so in that sense um you'll see a lot of people turning to hard money loans um and this was actually the first time that we used a hard money loan 
Um, every other time was uh, personal finances. Um, either we would save up the, the money or um, either we would get, I know one time I took a 401k loan, which I do not advise. Do not um, advise. Don't take money out of your uh, your retirement plans, people. T- took out a 401k loan because, you know, of course I was ambitious and thought yeah, that was the best way um, to get some ac- get access to cash quickly. Um, took out a 401k loan and took out personal loans as well um, in order to to invest in real estate but this is the first time getting with a hard money loan the, the process it seems daunting but it's really not um it's similar to, with this company is similar to a bank uh, where they they run your credit but um, with a private money loan it doesn't show up on your credit report um, which is one perk of it but this is something great we wanted to definitely just kind of discuss the difference of why we didn't lump the hard money loan with the personal loans because the personal loans we can pay those off in a longer extended period of time um and typically the interest rates on hard money loans typically are higher um yeah the interest rate on this hard money loan specifically was 12 percent, but it's an interest only loan you're not paying 12 percent on you're only paying 12 percent interest and once you refinance or you sell that house um you pay them back the full amount so they're collecting um, a certain amount of month from you as their profit. And also, um, once you pay them back, you, you, you pay them back their funds in full. And so for that particular uh, type of loan, we definitely plan to go into more details about that when we talk about real estate investing and the different methods and ways uh, you can finance those projects. Um, and so the personal loans. So we have two personal loans. Um and again the credit card debt and so for the credit card debt and the personal loans all of this money has been spent towards primarily focusing on our first renovation project so paying our contractors buying materials um and that's kind of how we now have accumulated half a million dollars worth of debt at this point um and that does include um our balances for what is it basically for rental properties at this point so the $239,000 is across four of our rentals um so as we said previously that you know uh, our debt is is not necessarily bad debt i know it seems like a the $500,000 seems like a daunting amount but it is geared the majority of it, I would say 90% of it is through real estate. Right. And so with that in mind, um, so for us at this point, you know, we took a step back and what that means in terms of how our debt impacts our current budget is that despite having um, an excess amount of money every month, we're still paying bills that amount to uh, $6,100. And that is strictly on those uh, five areas. So our personal loans, our credit cards, our student loans, the hard money loan, and our the mortgages for our rental properties. And when we look at that number, all we could do is think about that $6,000 every month is going to somebody else that could be coming to our pocket. Though the rental, thankfully, the rental properties are all rented out and we get some we get some income from that. We get a decent income from those rentals. But just imagine six thousand dollars 
just going out every month, going to somebody else's, going to somebody else's pocket. We could be doing so much, so much more with that money. And we're really blessed. And I think that's what it kind of comes down to. Um, so $6,000 definitely sounds daunting, but we do still, despite having to pay the $6,000 and after we pay our personal expenses, we do typically have about six or $7,000 in excess a month that we could in theory take towards tackling this half a million dollar debt. Um, and so if you are a follower, listener of Dave Ramsey, you will hear him talk about a lot of people say they're choosing to be weird. Um, and that's essentially because American culture is often revolves around kind of a debt lifestyle. It's normal to have a mortgage. It's normal to have a car note. It's normal to take out money to go to school. It's normal to look at your credit score and, and worry about if your credit score is above a certain amount. But, and I, I think for us, you know, I think we started looking at the numbers. We started seeing what the impact was on after working so hard to pay off our initial bad debt that, taking on this new amount of debt, despite the fact that we thought at the time, oh, this makes sense because now we're building the real estate um, portfolio that we really wanted, we started to realize that, no, this also makes us extremely uncomfortable. Um, and so we had to take a step back and decide if we wanted to be weird, um, as the Ramsey followers would say, or did we want to basically, when you take that amount of debt and try to pay it off with the excess that we have, it probably would have taken us a good five, between five to seven years to be completely debt free, um, which I think was a pivotal moment for us. And Jay, what did we decide? Decided to be weird. Like, why are we going to be weird right now? What's? Oh, I mean, because $6,000 going to somebody else is just unacceptable really um we are that's a lot of money to go into something we could really be doing a lot with that money we uh we as, as liz said we've been blessed to to obtain a lot of money coming in um and you know just deciding to totally get rid of it and start fresh um we decided uh with this new the new marriage is going into almost a what six months into the marriage that it'd be smart and wise to start fresh um, I was reluctant uh, initially because um, I've always stated that real estate is is my end goal. That's um, the majority of my retirement. And and that's how, you know, that's how I want to invest going forward. And having to take a step back and and start over is, is it was a difficult decision. How about you? What's your reasoning for wanting to pay off the debt um peace of mind honestly um i think you've heard on previous podcasts that waking up and seeing jay become increasingly uncomfortable with where our numbers were at going from oh we're good we're good to oh we have to get back on the dave ramsey plan i just wasn't mentally prepared to i didn't want to spend seven years of that type of intensity when there was a better way to do what we dream about, which is building real estate. And then honestly, I think taking the step to realize that, I mean, you have to have a total mind shift to accept that if you're going to be debt free, um, it's something that's not normal. So you're going to get pushed back from people. For instance, we talked to um, a tax accountant that we're working with 
um, who's already kind of said, oh, you guys may want to rethink paying cash for houses. Well, the reality is a lot of times, yes, you can save money in certain ways um, for your taxes and everything else, but you could also save the money that you anticipate in having to pay taxes if you are debt-free. Um, and when you're debt-free, everything just changes, right? Um, I was telling Jay that, you know, firm believer that God always puts certain people in your life that um, recently at work, there's older gentleman who, um, you know, shared that uh, he and his wife are basically weird people. They live a debt-free lifestyle. Um, upgraded a house in the past few years and they have 18 months to pay off a house that they upgraded. They were able to put their kids through school um, and finance, you know, their kids' education, pay for their kids to um, their first vehicle and realizing that that just sets their family up in such a way that, you know, is so different, I think, than we're accustomed to a lot of times in um, the black community. And I think, you know, when you start to look at people who come out of college with no debt, who, you know, have that leg up, it's a huge difference. And I think it's, we can't preach to our kids, you know, you don't want to use credit cards, you don't want to have a lot of debt, and then here it is, we're sitting on half a million dollar debt. So I think you definitely have to be able to kind of walk in the light that you're trying to raise your kids in, um, because it becomes difficult really to explain to them why is it okay for you to have credit card debt or any sort of debt, and you're discouraging them from that lifestyle. So I just think it's it's a better peace of mind. Um, make no mistake, I, I, I mean, I feel deep down in my heart, this process is much more difficult. Um, it's It takes longer um, just paying off debt, this, just going about things this way. But it's it's much more gratifying. Um, I don't know many people that have that are completely debt free. Um, I do have met individuals that have gone through the Dave Ramsey plan and they can definitely attest that, you know, having no debt and no payments at all, not waking up, not knowing that you owe no one anything is you know a feeling that they really cannot describe i think i think you just you spoke to you like you said you spoke to somebody at work today um i had a co-worker in the military that he and his wife went through it and it's just a different feeling having a just making um decisions from a, a different place and going through life from a different place of not owing anybody anything um it's it's really unex it's really unexplainable um, and I, and I want that feeling, honestly. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, that was one of the things that, uh, the older gentleman was explaining to me today was like, you can't, it, there's no way to describe the feeling that you have when you're carrying so much debt. And I think so many people walk around with it that I think, especially with COVID, like, I think that started to sink in with a lot of people, um, especially people who were into real estate investing. If you had a bunch of properties that all of a sudden your tenants aren't paying, you could have your six-month savings, you could have your year savings, but we're going on a year of this pandemic. What's going to happen later in this year if you haven't been paid for a year and you can't evict those people and you know, we're all on hard times, but at the end of the day, you know, there wasn't a ton of relief for uh, real estate investors to be able to figure out, okay, where do you go? 
um, when you take that hit. And the assumption is always, I think, that, oh, if you can afford real estate investments, then you have this, uh, you know, this, this, this stash of money somewhere. And sometimes that's not the case if you're choosing to invest that money elsewhere, um, if you've built your portfolio a certain way. And so I think for us, COVID was also, I think, at least for me, it was a wake-up call to be like, you know, we were extremely blessed that all of our tenants were paying. But what happens when one or two tenants stops paying? We would have been able to cover it, but after a while, that does start to... It would have been close. Yeah. And it it, will just start to make you rethink. And I think I don't ever want to feel discouraged about real estate because it's definitely something we really enjoy. So I think for me where my comfort level is, is going forward with paying cash because we are in a market where it's feasible to pay cash for properties and that we're just going to have to do a good job of saving for the potential tax hit we're going to get. The other aspect of um, choosing this lifestyle is being in a position that we can give eventually, you know, there's going to come a certain point where we've paid off everything. Now you have all this excess money. Um, after you buy your real estate and we build our real estate portfolio, we'll be in a much better position to be able to give back. And I think I'm really looking forward to that part of our lives when we get there. And as I second, I've had, thankfully I've had this feeling before, right? We, um, we were doing a debt, debt, debt free journey individually as we, I think we already stated in previous podcasts, I was at 180 and, Right before, you know, we got we got married, I was almost down to about $20,000 of completely being debt-free. So being that close and being able to taste it, um, there is a difference. Um, there's a difference in, in your swagger and, and, and how you make <laughs> your decisions. And I'm telling you, it's a knowing that you owe nothing. I mean, no, you owe nobody anything. It's a it's a feeling that I think everybody should should want to should want to strive for. I mean, like I said, it's the process and how you get there is and it's whatever you make it right here we're on a podcast advocating for a, a certain a certain uh a certain avenue of approach but you know as as long as you as long as you want to get there you definitely can and the good thing about the dave ramsey process is that it can be done um through any income yeah we, we we're, we're grateful and we're blessed that we we make a decent amount um but you know, if you listen to his podcast, we it's make, individuals there that make forty thousand yeah. dollars a year that are doing their debt free screams. Um, it's just doing those and putting those processes in place and doing those difficult things um, to be able to to be able to eventually say that you're debt free. And I think like Jay and I definitely acknowledge the fact that like we definitely not only make a decent amount, we make well above the the national average um, of salaries, but the majority of people that you will hear calling in to Mr. Ramsey's programs are people making about the average amount because he's constantly talking about, oh, well, I mean, you make the average amount of what most of America makes, people who make less. Um, It really forces you to learn to live within your means. And I think that's something that, you know, living in debt, you can create a falsehood of, you know, 
living above your means and it enables you to live above your means. And I think that was one of the things that we talk about is, you know, we're both spiritual, despite the fact that Jay joked that he's never seen me step foot in a church. But one thing that still never have the judgment over here. Um, one thing from the, my coworker that I liked, um, was that he actually, you know, kind of described the feeling of saying that, um, I guess from Proverbs uh, chapter 22, verse 7, is that the borrow is, uh, the borrow is a slave to the lender. And when you think about how people just normalize debt, he was like, it's just so true. Like, what do you need your credit score for if you could pay cash for a car? What do you, you know, if you have the money saved up, like that credit score means nothing. It's really arbitrary um and we recognize that most places hey most people are not going to be able to pay cash for their home but if you have a substantial amount in the banks there are banks out there that will work with you without having um your standard credit score um so for us right now what we're looking at is um moving forward with tackling this half a million dollar debt um and despite following the dave ramsey plan initially this go around we're actually going to do a hybrid of the avalanche and then go into the snowball so jay you want to discuss why we're taking this approach well the avalanche approach is paying the largest monthly payment or largest interest rate first and then um subsequently paying the the other interest rate uh, other larger interest rates. Um, the way what reason why we're approaching this is because our one of our monthly payments is almost nine hundred dollars on on one of those personal. Well, that's loans. rounded up to a thousand dollars. On one of those a thousand dollars on one of those personal loans. So we figure we need to get that one the hell out of here <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, Luckily, that, that balance is not that big. Yeah, we 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 plan on getting that one, getting rid of that one pretty soon, and. Um, that will give us the breathing room to go back to the Dave Ramsey method after we pay that one off. But um, I think, you know, yeah, I love Dave Ramsey, but that $1,000 payment is. Was well, we're kind of doing it because there's one debt that I'm adamant that we pay off first. Mainly, Jay is rolling his eyes. Listen, it's a th- anyway. Go ahead and say it. How thousand, much is that debt? It's a thousand to $1,100. There's no reason there's why we should have a thousand dollars on a credit card and it annoys me so much and that, jay does not that, understand that's the one that annoys her <laughs> that's the one that, because that's it seems the one that so annoy- pointless that's it the seems- one that's annoying i don't i don't understand back to that that's mentality fine. and uh, okay, I mean, we don't have to understand each other all the time but actually that's the first step we're gonna pay off and maybe that's just a nice little kickstarter jay would much rather take that thousand dollars and put towards the other debt initially but yeah but same difference it's a thousand dollars it's that's just one less credit card to have to worry it's about not even, okay. it's not, it's not even he doesn't even not, think it's that big it's of a deal a it's just i just think it's ridiculous that okay. we have a thousand dollars on this card but anyways um there goes a compromise though between the two of us on it's not even a compromise <laughs> what, what is it it's a hissy fit that was thrown in what was a hissy it'd, fit it'd, it'd, it'd be are fit. you serious this is what happens too <laughs> when you're blending your finances right so now when one person disagrees with the other person and has a strong opinion about mm. something someone's throwing a hissy fit i could just tell you a disagree and then keep, it's still going to be paid it'll be paid off and then keep it moving i mean 
I'm throwing a hissy fit instead of just you having some level of respect so you to didn't, say to so me you didn't throw a hissy that hey fit. I would I don't necessarily understand it but I'm good with it if that thousand dollars makes that you feel better but why do I have to have a hissy fit that's, that's typical that's male <laughs> bullshit to be like okay. oh I threw a hissy fit okay. over okay. it all right now it's now it's male it is I don't say you throw a hissy fit oh, when you God. go like in on like oh you don't want to increase this is this is the irony of it. He's talking about a thousand dollars, really nothing. But then you try to increase our takeout budget by fifty dollars, and Jay is losing his shit. Balance. And you're like, it's, balance. it's fifty dollars, but here it is a thousand dollars. What is it? Anything. So I get mad, confused about his rationale. But I'm not saying he's throwing a hissy fit. The rationale. He, he here probably, we he probably go. says some other things, but anyway, it's so our avalanche, <laughs> our avalanche method, our avalanche go method for it. is to pay off that thousand dollar monthly debt, that monthly payment. Pay that one off first, um, and thankfully we'll be able to pay that off, um, and then go back to the snowball method um, and start paying our debts from smallest to smallest to largest. Not smallest monthly payment, but the smallest um, debt. total debt from. Start paying that off smallest to largest. So yeah, that first that thousand dollar one will be the first one to go. Thank um, you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> that was one be the first one to go. Um, and yeah, that I, I don't want to say the company where we got the loan from, but the thousand dollar monthly payment loan, which is about $28,000, um, will be the next one to go. Um, and I'm excited to just follow us and just follow to, to share our journey as we are you excited? Just dead off the sheet. I mean, it's got to happen. I don't know about excited, but. I'm I know, actually I know excited. Some of these deaths, I'm ready to get get the hell out of the way. And so to help keep us motivated, um, because I I like little like tracking stuff, because um, I think having she likes a, it the way she does it. What, okay, I don't. We're just gonna keep moving on this because <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> I yeah. think having a visual is helpful um, and we'll post on our blog um, our visual of what we're using to keep us motivated. And so essentially what we have is a spreadsheet with each of our debts and we have basically in that spreadsheet each block represents a thousand dollars of that debt with the plan of basically coloring in or what we're calling is a total blackout to being debt free. So the goal is once that whole sheet of paper, including our real estate properties, our rental properties are all paid off or sold, which we're going to go into next, we will have a total blackout on all our, our um, money owed and we will be completely debt free. And we actually think we will be able to achieve this roughly in about a year. We'll be done in a year. Do you hear this? Jay's we'll not done. messing around. We'll be done in a year. So how this works is <laughs> um, paying this from largest, from smallest to largest after we get rid of that $1,000 payment. The way the system works is, the way we're approaching it is, um, well, this is the Dave Ramsey system is, that $1,000 payment now gets rolled into the next smallest debt. So if if our small if our first smallest debt is as we said it was one thousand one hundred dollars, right? And we're gonna start with the avalanche method to get rid get rid of that twenty nine thousand dollar personal loan. That one thousand dollar payment, that at money that we would be paying on that on that that monthly payment that we would be paying, that thousand dollars would go towards the next smallest debt. debt. Um so if that debt if that next 
smallest debt was monthly payment was let's say five hundred dollars five hundred dollars we would be paying fifteen hundred dollars towards that debt thankfully we have um extra income coming in um based on our budget so whatever excess we have is going to go to we're tossing to, every that. dime towards this debt i mean we haven't talked about this yet but uh you oh know boy. okay Go ahead. Are you gonna wait? Uh, you said you haven't talked about it. What we haven't talked. About, we ahead. haven't talked about the fact that uh, we basically we definitely lost money uh, with our destination wedding, but oh, we were okay. yeah. Where did you think I was going? I don't know. See, Who anyways, knows? this guy. Um, so essentially, we were really blessed, that even though we did lose some of our deposit for the venue, um, and we took an L with some of the other vendors. We are getting some money back. Um, instinctively, with me being in my feelings, I would love to take the money that we're getting back and take like a nice long weekend somewhere. But now is not the time. So that money's coming in. So any excess money, anything we get from taxes, if we get anything. We probably won't get anything. Where's back the, I'm used to getting money back from taxes. Now I'm married to this guy and I don't think I'm getting any money back from my taxes. Anyways, I think that was a jab, but okay. That's not a jab. I'm really grateful. I mean, it's not. We don't need the money back from the taxes, but I mean, it's nice to always get a little bit something here and there. But we will take basically any excess money that we have moving forward, and it will go straight towards paying off debt. Um, But with that in mind, one of the things we did take a hard look at, and as Jay alluded to at the beginning of this podcast is really reevaluating uh, our real estate portfolio. Um, doing some crunching of numbers, understanding that the market is really great right now to sell. We made a very hard decision to do a temporary real estate reset. And what that means for us is we are going to offload four properties four um, of our five properties yes so we're offloading three properties and we're selling our recent renovation which we initially intended to keep and hold um and we didn't make that decision um like very we weren't flipping about it we crunched numbers we spent a lot of time crunching numbers probably a lot of time praying trying to figure out like is this really the best thing because we both have real estate regrets um, and we don't want to be short-sighted that could we push through this and pay off these properties? Is it worth, you know, holding on to them? And I think what we settled on is, you know, we looked at each property, how much we're getting from monthly income, uh, what's our current mortgage and, at this point, what's the equity in the properties? And we realized we have three properties who really we're not getting as we're not really benefiting by holding on to them. So, for instance, one property uh, rents for a thousand dollars, but through the years, once you add the property management fees um, and the mortgage you know, we're only making about $300 off of that property. And so for us, what we decided to do was take a step back. Um, The one property we're keeping, um, we owe about 70,000 on it, but it's worth roughly 140 to 150,000. So it doesn't make sense to sell that one because the equity we have in that property 
um, is really great. And it's also the one property that we have that rents. Uh, it has the highest, it's yielding the highest in rental income. So $1,400 a month. Um, so for that property, it makes sense to hold on to it with the goal of when we say we're paying off all of our debt, that includes paying off the one rental property that we're keeping within this next year. Initially, we had thought that um, we can try to snowball the actual rental properties. And that was a discussion that we had um, based off the based off our salaries and the money, the amount of money we had coming in. And if we did decide to do that, um, we would have it would have taken us about two years to two, three, two to three years to pay off all all of our debt. Um, but and that's after paying off the other debt. What do you mean? Two to three years. It was going to take us longer than two to three years to pay off a total of those houses. and Not with potentially going over, overseas. Right. Yeah, so it would have been two. It would have been probably two to three years to pay off all, all the debt. Um, so, you know, we, we talked about it going. We went back and forth um, for a few days, actually, and decided this was this was the, the best route. Um Again, definitely a, a tough decision, but it's still probably the best decision. Once we looked at the numbers, as they always say, numbers don't lie. So um, we will we will come out on a, on a come out better than we are now if we go this route. We would have been fine if we decided to to do do the three year plan and pay off the the real, the, the real estate debt as well. But, but it would have been a stand down on investing in any new properties all those things along those lines for the next two to three years. Um, and that's if and when we get back out overseas, because as we discussed, the benefits of us going out overseas is that our housing is paid for, which is a huge part of everyone's cost of living. But right now with COVID and everything else, you know, we don't know when that's going to happen. Um, and so it's, it's better. I think right now, another aspect of COVID is to live with, what we know we have going right now um and just recognize like this just means once we get out overseas we'll just have that much more money to start ramping up um rebuilding our real estate portfolio and so i think one of the things that we're both in agreement on at this point is we're redefining how we're looking at moving forward with real estate um in the sense of now it's cash because once we pay off our debt, we will be able to quickly save the seventy to a hundred thousand dollars that we need to either purchase or renovate a property, um, and that should allow us to pay cash for a property, at least one property every year. Um, and I think yes, you can take out a mortgage, and you can go down the route that we did with the hard money loan. But at the end of the day. Um, walking away from a property where we own it just outright means every dollar that comes in for that rental property. If we don't have a tenant in the rental property, you know, you're not worried or bothered by it because it's paid off. Um, so I think for us, we also realize that it means that we reach our real estate goal a lot quicker because we're not carrying any debt. So do you want to share what our real estate goal is, hopefully, how much passive income we're hoping to eventually have? Um, passive income strictly from real estate, is the goal is to is for it to be $10,000 a month. 
um, strictly passive income, strictly from real estate and from nothing else to not to include our salaries or any other um, income that we have coming in. So with that, we can if we purchase um, seven, six to seven properties, we can achieve that uh, $10,000 a month uh, real estate income where you want to purchase those properties free and clear. And if we do that, um, if we do, if we are diligent in the process, we probably could do that in five years. Um, Maybe in a little sooner, because when you start to realize that, okay, if you've got $1,400 coming in and you don't have anything to pay on that property, the more real estate we get, the quicker it is that each year it will go from one properties to we'll have enough excess to buy two properties and kind of almost a reverse snowball of being able to purchase properties based on the income that we're starting to bring from that. So I think we're looking forward to getting to that place. Um, But honestly, this year we're heavily focused on sticking to our plan, which includes we have to stick to our budget. Um, You have to make sacrifices. So this means sometimes you have to tell people you can't do certain things. COVID's making that a lot easier because there's not vacations that we're having to decline on um, that we probably really want to go on. Um, there's COVID's kind of making it easy, and it's not a lot to spend your money on at this point. Um, but the first, the first step is to get rid of the debt. Um, and I am, I know I sounded confident. I'm very confident that we'll be able to get rid of that debt this year. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm very confident that it will happen, um, especially with things that we already have um, rolling. The yeah, I think once we decided, once we we made a decision, um, God started blessing us immediately as far as yeah getting um uh, getting getting what we need and it's the feedback that we've been getting on um, some of the real estate moves that we're doing right now. Um, it looks very likely that you know we will be um, we'll be paying this off very very quickly. And, and we'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we're looking at. When we sell these properties, we'll be able to not only pay off the mortgage, we should have excess that we'll take to throw towards the debt. Um, and so throughout the month of February, as you're tuning in, we're considering this kind of finance February. Um, so we've talked about blending our finances, and now you guys have heard how we're tackling our debt moving forward. Uh, the upcoming two podcasts that we have for the rest of the month are about why we got into real estate investing and how we're doing, uh, going about the reset, um, and going into more details about how we plan to achieve our goals of reaching that 10 K and passive income from real estate investing, Um, And where do we visualize ourselves with that? And probably trying to see if Jay can answer one question that he seems to get from sometimes some of his friends about when is enough investing and building enough. I don't know if either of us has an answer for that, but. I have an answer. Um, It will never be enough. (laughs) Um, No? No, it will never be enough. Why? Okay, we'll get into that later. Because, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. About I mean, what why. is enough? Yeah, I think that's what people are trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out is like, can you define what enough is? It's different for each of us, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's different for each of us. Um, you know, I think that t- the point where somebody stops being um, as ambitious and just comfortable 
not necessarily comfortable, just happy with things are. I think that there's a balance between enjoying your fruits of your labor and um, being comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I probably would say I need to enjoy the fruits of my labor a little more. Um, but the fact that enough is probably never going to be enough. Can I enjoy the fruits of the labor more? Yes. That's that is something I can do. But enough? Um, probably not. And there's no reason to, I don't think. Um, again, we'll get into it in the different podcasts. And I think that. Um, I think I just want to be able to give. I mean, yeah. Jay knows I'm huge on that. So, like, for me, enough is we can pay for a family vacation for our large family and not blink an eye. Or I can go shopping and buy whatever I want and whatever I want within reason uh, and not blink an eye on buying a nice pair of shoes or a nice purse or we're not having to sit back and be like, oh, my gosh, you just dropped X amount of dollars. Like, you just want to be able to, like Jay is saying, enjoy the fruits of your labor without it being a conversation about why do you want to spend so much money on certain things um but i know the the biggest part for me is being able to give taking care of other people helping other people uh after we make sure that our family is taken care of and set uh which is something we'll also get into and talking about is you know, sometimes this means now you really have to focus on making sure your family is set before you can give to others, which can be very hard. Um, but all in all, we hope you enjoyed listening to where we're at with paying off our debt and this new debt strategy that we have moving forward. And we hope that you're enjoying our podcast and we're looking forward to sharing more about this journey and where we're at. We'll be providing you guys updates all along the way um, each month to let you know where we're at with our debt. As we drop, however much we're going to drop on on a monthly basis on our debt, we'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, I think each podcast at the start of the month or at the end of the month will give you guys an update on exactly where we're at in this journey to pay off this half a million dollars worth of debt. So half a million, sheesh. <laughs> thanks for tuning in. That's it for this week's episode of Living Creole Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking forward to hearing more about how we're blending our lives from our families to our finances, please be sure to subscribe and tune in next week to hear.